This is the Oklahoma Talking Company. Welcome to Activate Your Strengths with Rhonda Boyle. StrengthsFinder 2.0 is an analytical assessment created by Gallup Corporation, and many people today are using it to change their lives, improve their relationships, and enhance their work experience. This is the podcast where we explore using your natural talents and gifts in your personal and professional development. And now, here's your host, Rhonda Boyle. Hey, 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 everybody. This is Rhonda Boyle with the Activate Your Strengths show, and I'm so excited to have you here with us. Jason, we have got an exciting show lined up today, don't we? I'm very excited, Rhonda. Uh, woohoo! Okay, well, let's go. I can't wait to introduce you to my new friend. She's fairly new to the strengths movement, and she grew up here in Oklahoma, graduated from the University of Oklahoma with, get this, are you ready? Four degrees, one in psychology, one in zoology with a biomedical concentration. And then she has two minors, one in history and sociology. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit and find out why she has four. She is now a health and wellness coach working out of On Point Nutrition in Moore, Oklahoma. Welcome to the show, Parvana Scott. Thank you, Rhonda. Great to have you with us today. So as you know, we always start out finding out what your top five talent themes are. This is on the StrengthsFinder assessment put out by Gallup Corporation. They identify 34 talents, and your top five in dominance are? Um, Relator, learner, significance, activator and self-assurance yes there you go so first question up what was your first aha moment the very minute you got these five words relator learner significance activator and self-assurance what did you think now I know I went why I went to school for so long. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, it was definitely very exciting to figure out have some words to relate to who I am. Yeah, right? So uh, that's what this does is it gives you words to really identify who you are and how you operate. It's pretty exciting, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Yeah, so let's start out talking about your relator. Now, people with relator love to have deep, deep, long-standing relationships. And so here's a question for you. Are you still friends with your kindergarten people? I do still have them in my life, yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you do. You keep people uh, for a long time. So tell us how this relator shows up in your life. Well, just with my inner circle, for instance, I have like four permanent people that are always there, and the fifth spot kind of rotates. But even those people are over 10 years, my friends. Wow. Over 20 years, 10 to 15. Yeah, so you have four in your inner circle, right? Mm -hmm. And so these are people, would it be fair to say that you would do absolutely anything for these people? Absolutely. Yeah, anything that could, what could get them kicked out of that, that space? Um, betrayal. Yeah. Betrayal. Right. Take them. Sure, mm-hmm. you're pretty sensitive to that. Now, um, tell us exactly how uh, Relator works. I mean, you really like to have depth with people. So tell me what it would look like, for example, if you were at a networking event. <laughs> um, so a networking event, I would quickly 
do a scan of the room, like slowly see who's having deep conversations. And then that's when I pause. Like I will bounce around until I find someone who is actually opening up, being transparent um, more than the hellos and the thank yous. And Mm -hmm. then I will pause in that area and spend, if it's a three hour event, I'll probably spend two hours right there. Right. You kind of find somebody and then you sit for a while. Mm -hmm. Because tell me what you think about small talk. Gross. (laughs) You don't like small talk at all. No. Right? So, the details. Yeah. And I think one thing uh, or or an image that I like to use for people who have Relator is an iceberg. Not that you're cold or anything, but you know how the iceberg is with the white part on the top and then the, the, you know, it's like 10 times as big underneath, right? And that's kind of how you are. You have all that depth. And you like to explore that depth with other people, don't you? Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, all that stuff underneath the water. Let me ask you, um, or we talked about before, how you have four degrees, and they're quite diverse. I mean, come on, psychology and zoology and then history and sociology. I think you cover, like, everything in in those four (laughs) degrees. So what is it about which of your talents is really focused on getting those degrees? Definitely learner. Yeah. I'm glad to have a word to go with it now. (laughs) So you wondered forever why you liked to study, and there you go. If anyone would take the time to pique my interest in any subject, I would actually sit with them and learn about it. Off you go, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you have that relator, and you want to go really deep into Mm -hmm. a topic. So let me ask you this. How long did it take you to get out of school? About six and a half years. I was already a junior before I even pursued my science degree. I was already a junior at OU in psychology. Oh, my gosh. And then my interest was piqued. I met a professor who was willing to invest and uh, challenge me and um, said that I I didn't just belong in just a Philly area. I, I needed to dive into the sciences. Sure. And you love all of that, a biomedical concentration, (laughs) right? So uh, learners like to read a lot, too. Yes. Yeah. So like how many books do you have going right now? I have five things going right now. Yeah. So when you asked me, I was thinking, I have five. Yes, I really do. <laughs> now, what makes you decide which one you're going to read now? Or I mean, you, obviously, you cannot read all five at the same time. Right. Um, well, most of them are brought to me by a mentor that I've seeked out or mm-hmm. someone who's suggested something to invest into me. Um, some of them are my curiosity. will get the best of me sometimes. Sure. But um just kind of what mood I'm in. If I'm in a really like data mode, then I'll read certain books. If I'm more in like an emotional state and I want to think about deep thought on how I think, I read that book. Sure. Now, do you just read mindless stuff like, you know, fun novels that have absolutely no meaning? Is that anything that would make you happy? Um, I can read them, but then if I read it quickly, people be like, did you love it? And I'm like, it was okay. Yeah. But I'm, I'm more like, I want to find how something works or how can I make my life better or, you know, just improvement. Yeah. And you really love that process of learning. It's just anything, you know, that you're, that piques your interest uh, at that moment. So do you get lost in Wikipedia? 
Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so you might be researching something about wool, and the next thing you know, you're over in Scotland. Yes. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. Now, yeah, and one thing that you mentioned to me when we were talking earlier is what happens when you don't get enough time to do your learning, because that's what you need. Each of these talents has a need, and you need time in which to explore new learning opportunities. So what happens when you don't have that? Anxiety. It took me a while to to pinpoint how you feel, but you feel like you're not accomplishing a big something every day um, if you go to bed without it. Um, yeah. So learning to schedule that time for yourself, you feel so much better, more sure. productive. So since you've learned how to apply these talents, you've actually scheduled that learning time, right? And yes. then you know when you haven't gotten enough of it. Yes. And it's at least going onto my schedule. I don't always still get it. <laughs> right. It's, it's being placed on the schedule, hopefully. But it's I would prefer to be learning a lot of my day. So. Sure. So like how long? Well, that's why I was laughing. I would like at least three hours of intentional learning where I sat down and chose the subject. But I like to be challenged all day. I could if they, if Jason wanted to talk to me about this microphone and how it worked <laughs> and those nozzles and give me a tutorial today, I would stay for it. Sure. You would just want to know what it means. Again, mm-hmm. it's that process of learning that you love so much and it's whatever piques your curiosity. And then there you go. You take a nosedive in and off on another learning adventure, right? Yes. How fun for you. So um, let's talk about your third talent. Your third talent is significance. And I don't know if you know this or not, but it is a rare talent. Out of 12 and a half million people who have taken the assessment at the time of this broadcast, uh, less than 5% have significance. Did you know how rare you are? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but you are. I mean, it is. It's a very rare talent. And it is very misunderstood because people with significance like to have their name in lights and they like to be recognized for their work. But really, it's because you want to leave a legacy and make a powerful impact on the world. Definitely. Yeah. So tell us how that has shown up uh, like when you were little. What happened when you were a little girl? Tell me, give me some examples of how this, you've looked back now and you see your significance showing up. Well, just always wanting to be at the top, Um, whether it was in elementary school, all of a sudden trying to compete in spelling bees, or I was... Did you win? Yes, (laughs) of course. (laughs) I would fight. Of course you you won. Well, I lost plenty of times as well, but I would always, you know, volunteer for something, and the next thing I knew, I was competing in that. Mm -hmm. Um, Seeing gymnastics on TV and the Olympics and thinking, oh my gosh, I want to do that when I get older, and then pursuing that, just off I went. Um, You know, I talked to you about if I was a cheerleader, I didn't just want to be a cheerleader. I wanted to be the head cheerleader. I didn't want to just be in a club. I wanted to be the president of the club. Right. It's then always it- achieving that highest level possible that you were seeking. Mm-hmm. Right. You also mentioned that you were uh, you had ROTC experience in high school. And then, you know, what exactly did that look like for you? Or what were you wanting to accomplish there? Well, I just... Um, I fell in love with military movies, saw the impact and the change in the world that different, um, 
you know, whether it was generals that I had learned about. Or, <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, that learning talent yeah, showing up again. Like that. And so I wanted, I was like, wow, I can really help impact the world this way. So I looked into the UN and then I started to pursue going to the Naval Academy. And um, I got all the way to where the vice president's office sends you a letter telling you what the next steps would be for you to go to the Naval Academy. But I was a sophomore in city schools and the class um, requirements they sent back, we did not offer in my school. Right. So I kind of abandoned the application process and switched gears that I'd be a warrant officer or go to officer candidate school. Mm-hmm. A year later, the Naval Academy checked up with my CO to see how I had done in progressing. I misunder we misunderstood my CO too that they were willing to pay for all of that at the local community college. Uh oh. Yeah, so that was kind of you know devastating, but just switched gears and started going a different way. Sure, yeah, and you're always looking for how to get to the top of something. I mean, we hear this, and you you know you want to be the, and I think you were actually you placed or you were a national something or other in gymnastics, weren't you? Didn't you make it? I was a national competition. I'm in cheerleading. I ended up switching from gymnastics because all of the apparatuses and um, went to cheerleading. And so power tumbled and things like that. And we won national championships on the cheerleading team. Yeah, there you go. So it's not that you want to beat other people. That doesn't ever really enter your mind. No. It's more of a feeling that you're going for. What is that? I mean, what are you feeling it physically in your body or... Yeah, you just want to be on something that motivates a lot of other people for movement. Right. And hopefully movement to the top. Because I just feel like you have more influence. If you can gain the respect, once you get there, you have more influence to actually move more people. Yeah, and you mentioned respect, and that's something that's very significant for you. That's where that Mm -hmm. comes in for you is in respect and gaining that respect so that you can have the influence Mm -hmm. to impact other people's lives. Yes. That's how you explained it to me. And I think that's really uh, an amazing gift and shocking that not many people have it, right? I don't know. It seems normal. (laughs) It seems normal for you, right? And that's, you know, we are always looking out of our own eyeballs. And so we look at other people as if they should be like us. And the reality is that they're not. Yeah. There, no one's like us. We really are unique, just like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about your activator. Now, that kind of gets you a little in trouble sometimes, doesn't it? Yes. What do activators do? Uh, start more than they can finish. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I say, what do they do? It's actually, what do we do? Because I have activator really high. And we jump, don't we? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Just jump, arms out to the side, off the cliff, and... <laughs> There you we'll go. We'll be fine. Yeah, because we, we go for it, don't we? Mm-hmm. And uh, so tell, give us some examples of how, you know, some things that you might just go for. Honestly, almost any opportunity. Now, as I'm learning more about how to sift out what's a good opportunity versus just an opportunity. Uh-huh. Because um, before, honestly, if anyone asked me, hey, do you want to do this? You you know, I would be like, sure. Yeah. Like, I would just go and do it. And then I'd overcommit myself to a lot of people um you know you get yourself in trouble just recently I was telling you about how my sister's a first year teacher and Uh I went to the local school and I was just helping her set up her classroom because she was beyond overwhelmed you know sure and I just went in and 
okay, what's your vision? Okay, this is what we need to do. Arrange, 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 you know, and just get it to where it needs to be. And then I met her principal and her principal was like, you should come volunteer, you know, better. You have a degree, come sub, you know, and then that's how I fell into substitute teaching. Sure. And then within 30 days, they offered me a permanent position there. Wow. I think I forgot to talk to you about that, but it was just crazy. And normally I would be like, yeah, I'm going to do this because it was an opportunity. Sure. So why would I say no to it? But, you know, realizing you know, 50 hours a week. It's a, it's a <laughs> sure. big commitment. I shouldn't just take it just because I do love it. But substitute is good for me. Yeah, but I think uh, activators, you bring up a good point that activators do find themselves, you know, I like to say that the um, philosophy is ready, fire, aim, and then oops, mm-hmm. <laughs> because we wind up in trouble and in places that we didn't really think all the way through because we do just jump right in, but that they turn out Often. Yeah, they and, do. Yeah, we're often leaving things, you know, like a mess, too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> our processes. Yes, we leave awake uh, uh, things in behind us. Exactly. So um, can now you mentioned before that activators start more than they finish. OK, so it's time for confession. Give us some examples of things <laughs> you've started and didn't finish. Well, like in my office, I have different corners of projects that I'm going to get to. I just know it. You I know, just whether know it's it. finishing the rest of my dream board or organizing my inventory just perfectly so I can access all of it. Um, I have a whole box with all of these photos and memories that I'm eventually going to put in order and, sure. you know, create that scrapbook or you know, whatever version of it I want to do. Yeah. I think you you mentioned, too, that your friends call you the project queen. How Where'd that come from? Well, I'm one of those people heading out of the door. I will, oh, let me change my purse really quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me paint my nails really fast. Um, let me reorganize my tablet box. You know, sure. and I only have seconds and I end up making others late. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> because you just are on it. Mm-hmm. You just jump right into it and then without any thinking or planning. And then sometimes it takes longer than you anticipated. And then there you go. Honestly, I never even noticed I did it before. No, but now you do, right? Now I see it. Well, and now your friends who are strengths aware tell you, mm-hmm. hey, look, there you go. You're being, you're starting a new project we don't have time for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How funny. So let's talk about um, your self-assurance. Now, again, you are a rare bird, Miss Parvana, <laughs> because you not only have one, but you have two rare talents. Again, out of over 12 and a half million people, Less than 5% have tested high for self-assurance. And there you are. You have it. Yeah. (laughs) Unique. Yeah, you are. So people with self-assurance are independent and they love freedom. And you have this special way of making decisions that is a gut instinct. You make decisions from the gut. Definitely. Yeah. So tell us about that. Is it like a place in your gut area or it just feels internal. It definitely feels internal. I used to think everyone had it. No. Can you believe that 95% of us do not? No. Or we don't operate in it, I should say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, not at all. But I mean, my mom, it was frustrating to her when I was a little girl because I would ask her about an outfit or a decision I was making or which way I should go. And my friends nowadays, even um, 
And I never, they're like, I don't even know why you're asking. You're going to pick your way, regardless of the advice you get. Sure. But I'm just polling, you know, <laughs> to see people's opinions, I guess. You're just taking a, a, a uh, the temperature of what everybody else would think. But then ultimately, le- you make the decision. Yeah, I guess I leap and I feel confident in the leap. Yes. It's like a really quick, um, quick assessment, if if you will. And in your gut, you think of the absolute worst case scenario mm-hmm. and how would I be OK to deal with that worst case scenario if everything went wrong? And then having confidence that you would be able to. So you just leap. You right. just go. Now, have has anyone accused you of being arrogant or overconfident? Yes. Just occasionally? Just occasionally. (laughs) And that's not it at all, is it? No, I just feel confident that I can deal with what's coming. Sure. Well, and the beauty of that is that you lead others. Your confidence has other people following you because because you do uh, behave so confidently that if they want what you want, if it's a common goal— then off they go. They're following like little ducks right behind you because they know they can see that you know where you're going. And so you sort of pave the way for everybody else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I you mean, say I, that? I have always ended up in leadership positions. Sure. Yes. Um, and I naturally gravitate towards there. Right. Because I whether it's just looking for more clarity or I feel like what's in place isn't very clear. So. I just try to get to that spot. Like I said, move to that that spot yeah. so I can make things maybe clear. And you can kind of see mm-hmm. the whole picture of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, people with self-assurance, they need autonomy. They need freedom. Yes. And you mentioned to me that that's a very important word to you. Freedom. Yes, it's the most important word in the English language to me. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. You just, um, you know, everything that comes with freedom, time freedom, uh, freedom with your heart, freedom with your mind, um, freedom to follow who who you place that respect and trust with. Right. You can tell that you are a leader and dominant as an influencer and a promoter because of the way your talents are. You have that significance and activator and self-assurance uh, along with that relator and learner. So those are that's why you wind up as a leader is because of, of your talents. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Now knowing how like a vocabulary to go with who I am and um, things I'm naturally going to be gifted at or could get me in trouble. Uh-huh. Um, it's definitely a good guide. Yeah, because now you have no apologies mm-hmm. when you're leading. And when they say that you're... Well, you're... I still have some apologies that sometimes need to be said, <laughs> but I understand maybe where I'm coming from. Oh, you don't understand my decision because you don't have that gut feeling. Trying to remind myself that everyone doesn't have that mm-hmm. constantly. So when you're challenged in a decision that you leap into... Now you have a way of explaining it. Is that kind of how it works? Or I, I at least attempt to explain it now. <laughs> Before, I would have, sometimes it would have gotten me in trouble because I'm not going to explain this. Like, right. I just know this is what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And if you want to come with me, then we can go together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, um, let me ask you this. What other changes have you made? Now, I know I mentioned before that you were very new to the strengths movement, probably no more than, what, three or four months, maybe? Yeah, probably like 
Well, yeah, March, April-ish, yeah. I think is whenever. Sure. And you got immediately involved in, in our, you know, with us and the work that we do at Activate Your Strengths. And uh, one of the things I see your influence working so well is you always bring a group of people when you come in <laughs> for some of our free workshops and, and you just have people following you. So what other changes, though, since you took the test um, have you made in your life? Um, well, just in my relationships, in my personal relationships, realizing that I, I need to respect um, people's processes because they're not always the same as mine. Mm-hmm. Um, that if I'm really having an issue in my life, it's because I'm looking only through my eyeballs and I need to pause. Yeah. That's like literally an image that I say on the regular, or that's a saying that I say on the regular. And I imagine you with your little hands around your <laughs> eyeballs looking into the world. And I'm like, what? Cause I'll be like, why can I not get this through to someone? What is going on? And then I just pause and realize that nothing that I'm saying makes sense to them. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm not coming of a, coming from that place. And then also just realizing um, that it's so valuable to know the reason I bring people is because I instantly gain an understanding about them that can be common, like with the their their strengths. Maybe they haven't been succeeding at promoting things because they're not a promoter. Mm-hmm. They're a nurturer and they want to love on that. They create that warm and fuzzy environment that makes me want to come to an event or come to a meeting um, that I am not gifted in doing. <laughs> I need a plan from someone, you know, and you need steps. somebody to execute some stuff for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or to partner with. Right. Yes learning who to partner with. And that's why I try to bring so much of my team into this because Mm -hmm. I see the value. Yeah. Each of the talents comes with its own need. And so like we talked a a moment ago about your self-assurance needs freedom and your relator needs depth. Your learner needs to have time, you know, and as you say, it's a lot of time. It's three hours. So to someone who doesn't have learner, for you to take three hours out of your time and do schoolish type of things seems absolutely crazy. Yeah. But it's something that you definitely need. And so being able to match up the talents and then their needs not only helps you get your own needs met, but it helps you meet the needs of other people. Yes, because I don't have that anxiety. I'm 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 more structured in what I'm doing mm-hmm. and being more intentional with um, the time that I have. And I get a lot more or I'm trying to get a lot more accomplished that way. So Right, right. But it's also it, it gives you the opportunity to have a greater impact, which lines up right with your <laughs> significance, uh, because you can you now know how to serve people in a, a, a more impactful way which all ties into the legacy you want to leave and everything else. So, yeah, I think that uh, so many people, unfortunately, have taken this test and then they never go any further, which is really a shame. Yeah, I have a lot of people who have asked me because, you know, the basic workshop is what I've had that's fit in my life. That's what's lined Mm -hmm. up with my life so far is just the basic workshop. And so going to that they're like you're going to that again again right. again you know like I have certain friends that are like you're going six times I think we said six or seven six times or seven times I think you've come in yeah. I've literally tried to go since I found strengths I try to go once a month mm-hmm. um, and I find that it helps me 
realign. I get a perspective on a talent that one of my team is, is that they have that I don't understand. Right. Um, so literally every time I go, I learn something about myself. Um, well, you're also able to now start identifying the talents in other people. Guessing what yes. they, they, they're leaning towards right away within. Yes, exactly. Sure. Yeah. So I am so happy that you came in today and I want to let our audience know how they can reach you to fill us in. Yeah, of course. So I work out of a nutrition club in Moore, Oklahoma, um, On Point Nutrition. We're right there on uh, 1007 Southwest 19th Street. Great. Um, you can reach me uh, at www.goherbalife.com uh, backslash Parvana. And I'd love to hear from anyone if they have any questions. Awesome. I am so glad you joined us today. And thank you for joining us. This is Rhonda Boyle again with Activate Your Strengths. And to find us, you can find us at www.activateyourstrengths.com. We can also be found on Facebook at Activate Your Strengths. And we're on Twitter at Activate Strong and on Periscope at Activate Me. And we'd love to have you at one of our free workshops coming up in October or uh, otherwise, just look on the website to find us. And for now, we're signing off and go live in your strengths. Thanks for joining us. Activate Your Strengths with Rhonda Boyle is a presentation of Oklahoma Talking Company. Learn more and listen to other great programs at oklahomatalking.co. This has been a production of Destiny Creative.